0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Church family, thank you so much for joining us this Sunday morning. It's so great to see all of y'all. And also we want to welcome everybody that's joining us online as well. Anybody thankful and excited to be in the house of God. You're starting this week off. Right For those who I haven't met yet that may be in the building or maybe watching online, uh, my name is Caleb, and I have the honor and privilege to be able to preach to you guys this Sunday morning. I'm so thrilled and so excited. Uh, we have been in this series, this is the last part of this series, called Happy Birthday Jesus. Can somebody say, Happy Birthday Jesus? Happy birthday, Jesus. And this is, series is all about celebrating and honoring Jesus, because he is worthy to be praised. In the first week, Pastor Bobby brought an incredible message talking about finding joy in Christmas. Was anybody blessed by that message? I know that I was. And last week, Pastor CJ brought a phenomenal message entitled, Why We Celebrate. Wasn't that an awesome message as well, y'all? And I'm so honored to be able to close it off. So if you don't mind standing, we're going to read scripture this morning. We're going to get to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. Matthew chapter one, verse 18 through 25. And this is talking about the birth of Jesus. And it says this, now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his, Mary, after his mother Mary betrothed was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, somebody say just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, Was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Can somebody say Jesus? For he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying Behold the virgin shall be with the child and bear his son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Can somebody say Emmanuel? Which is translated God with us. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not tell did not know her. You know what that means? till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. The title for this morning's message is this, the gift of Jesus, the greatest gift ever given to mankind. His name is Jesus Christ. Anybody thankful for the gift of Jesus Christ in their life? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you for bringing us together. It's by no accident that we are here, Lord. I believe it's by your divine appointment, God, by your sovereignty, God, by your providence, Lord. So we just thank you, Lord, for speaking, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just lifting off burdens this morning. Thank you, Jesus. This is all about you, Jesus. We love you so much in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Christmas is known as a season of giving. And how many people know that when done right, giving becomes more fulfilling than receiving ever could? There's just something about giving that does something inside of your heart, inside of your soul. Uh, that's why the scripture says it is better to give than it is to receive. And speaking of giving and speaking of gifts, uh, I will never forget when I first started leading in our youth ministry. And after Christmas, I always love asking our youth, Hey, how was your Christmas? What did you get for Christmas? Because most of the time, I don't even have to ask them. You know, a lot of them come in, especially the middle schoolers, and they're so excited. Sometimes they carry their gift with them, right? And they're just like, Caleb, look what I got for Christmas, you know? And they're telling me all about it. So I had asked the youth a while back, whenever I first got started, hey, how was your Christmas or what did you get for Christmas? And he pulled out his phone, and he began to show me pictures that his mom took of him. And I was blown away by what I saw. See, his parents had asked him what he wanted for Christmas that year. And he responded by saying that he didn't want anything for himself, but rather he wanted to bless those that were homeless or unfortunate with gifts that year. And I was blown away whenever I began to see photos of this 16-year-old that his mom took of him, not only gifting many people that were homeless with supplies and gift cards, but also pictures of him praying and ministering to them on Christmas Day. And afterwards, you want to know what he told me? He said, Caleb, doing that was so much better than any gift I could have gotten on Christmas. And since then, he has done it many times, multiple times over the years on Christmas, Thanksgiving, and get this, even on his birthday. At an age, at a level where most kids are focused on getting He chose to give. But friends, that isn't the most generous thing that someone has done on Christmas and on their birthday. Because as God reminded me of that powerful story, I couldn't help but to think of Jesus who gave us on the first Christmas ever and on his literal birthday, he gave us the most generous gift of all time, that was himself. If you need to know one thing about your God, if you need to know one thing about your heavenly father, you need to know this, that he's an incredibly generous giver and he loves giving his children gifts. I'm sure it brings joy to, to some of you parents out there whenever you see your child open up a gift and they get what they want for Christmas, right? Can you imagine how God feels whenever he gives his children Gift. See, the reason we celebrate Christmas is because God gave us the greatest gift that mankind has ever received, you and I have ever received, and that is the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus, the greatest gift ever given. The first point I want you to get this morning is this, that Jesus is a gift from God. I don't know if you ever thought about Jesus that way or not, Jesus as a gift. But did you know that in the New Testament, over 40 times Jesus is called a gift? The Apostle Paul says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, he says this. Put it up on the screen, y'all. 2nd Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, it says, Thanks be to God. I got it memorized, so we got it. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The apostle Paul wrote this, and he's talking of Jesus. And how you and I can't even put into words how amazing and how awesome and how incredible the gift of Jesus Christ is in in our life. See, I would submit to you and I would suggest that 10,000 years into us being in heaven, we will still be marveling at the magnitude of God's grace and the amazing gift of Jesus Christ. And imagine 100,000 more years into eternity, you're still going to be learning about the greatest gift of all time, and his name is Jesus. The gift of Jesus is indescribable. It's unfathomable. You can't even express it with human vocabulary. The gift of Jesus Christ, Jesus coming and think about that. He's a gift. And yet, the gospel is simple enough for a child to understand today. Think about it the gift of Jesus. None of us, let me remind you, none of us were deserving of the free gift of salvation. None of us were deserving of of Jesus, the gift of Jesus, but yet our Savior came into the world as a baby, as an infant, and he grew up, he matured, and he eventually died upon a cross, and he paid the ultimate price, and he gave it all, and because of that, you've been saved, you've been redeemed, you've been sanctified, you've been made whole. Come on, Anybody in here thankful for the gift of Jesus Christ? I think we can do better than that. Come on, can we give Jesus praise? He didn't have to. To do it. Okay, all I'm trying to say is this. Maybe this year you weren't able to get your children everything that they have on their Christmas list, or maybe you won't be able to get what you want for Christmas this year because it's not on the budget. Let me remind you that you have been given the greatest gift ever given to humanity, and His name is Jesus, and the gift of Jesus overshadows every other good gift inside of our lives. Somebody shout out, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. I'm trying to remind you of that. You're gifted. And as I thought about the gift of Jesus, I couldn't help but to think of Mary and Joseph and the position that they were in in Matthew chapter 1. Mary, uh, the one who found favor with God, and Joseph from the royal line, the lineage of David, the royal line, they had been given the greatest gift of all time. God chose this couple to watch over and raise Jesus, the greatest gift gift, the greatest gift ever given to humanity. But think about this. Uh, I think that to Joseph and, and Mary, at first, Jesus was probably anything but the greatest gift at first. Think about that. Because the scripture says that Joseph almost broke up and broke off the engagement with Mary because she was pregnant with Jesus. The scripture says that they were engaged. And engagements back then are way different than engagements today. Engagements back in the first century is way different than the engagements here in the 21st century. In fact, to, to be engaged back then uh, was equivalent to being legally married, very foundation, uh, very concrete, uh, very set in stone to be engaged. And whenever a man wanted to get engaged uh, to a woman, he would first have to go to the father and ask permission, but not only that, but he would also have to pay something called a dowry payment. In other words, he had to pay some money to get married and get engaged. And the only thing that couldn't take place during, I mean, some of you men might as well thank God right now because you probably wouldn't be married if you had to pay some money. And the two things they couldn't do is they couldn't have physical intimacy, you know what I'm saying, and they couldn't move in with each other. And when the man paid the money to the family, to the father, he was being assured that he was getting a virgin. So get this, when Joseph discovered that his fiancée, Mary, the one he he paid a payment for, was pregnant with a child that wasn't biologically his, he had every right morally and biblically to divorce her according to the law. And not only that, if Joseph really wanted to, he could have went to the authorities, he could have went to the elders, and had her publicly shamed, and even worse, he could have had her stoned to death. But the scripture says that Joseph was a just man, and rather he had it in his mind that he was going to privately divorce her. And that's when the angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him, Joseph, don't break up with Mary. You have have to fulfill the prophecy. This is all according to God's plan. I know things look messed up right now, but take Mary as your wife because the baby that she is bearing comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. And his name will be Jesus, and one day he's going to grow up. And he's going to cast out demons. He's going to open up blind eyes. He's going to heal the lame and the leper. And one day he's going to pay the ultimate price on the cross and save and rescue the world from their sin and from death, despair, and destruction. Jesus, the greatest gift of all time, get this, to Joseph, the greatest gift came wrapped up in what looked like, in what seemed like a scandal. And what looked like disappointment. I guess what I'm trying to say is I've learned that God is a good gift giver, but sometimes God isn't the best gift wrapper. Like, I don't know if anybody can relate to me, but I am the worst at wrapping gifts. Like, if I'm ordering something online, if I'm ordering something on Amazon, if I go to the store, if there's an option for it to come pre-wrapped, I'm taking it. Because if I'm giving something, like a gift to someone, I want it to be looking at least partially decent, right? And you would think that before Jesus came into the world, the greatest gift of all time, that he would be wrapped up in convenience, be wrapped up in comfort, and be wrapped up in perfection in the perfect situation or circumstance. But he didn't. To Mary and Joseph, Jesus came wrapped up in what looked like a scandal, And what looked like divorce. He came wrapped up in obscurity. He came wrapped up in a manger. He came wrapped up in swaddling cloths. He came, get this, the greatest gift of all time came wrapped up in a diaper. And it's so important for us to grab a hold of this, y'all, because if you don't, you're prone and you run the risk of missing out on some of God's greatest gifts in your life because you judged it by the wrapping paper. Because God is a good gift giver, but sometimes God will wrap up, wrap up some of his greatest gifts and some of the most jacked up and some of the most ugly, some of the messed up situations and circumstances. I don't want to lose anybody. Let me, let me break it down for you. God will give you a gift like patience, but he will wrap it up in the coworker that you see every time that you go to work that gets on your last nerve. God will give you a gift like intimacy with him, but it will be wrapped up in isolation and feeling alone. God will, oh, come on somebody, God will give you a gift like resilience and endurance, but it will come wrapped up in rejection and disappointment and betrayal. God will give you a gift like trusting in him more, leaning in him more, but it will come wrapped up in a year called 2020 where you didn't know what to do. And for some of you, God has been coming and bearing so many gifts this holiday season, and He, you have so many gifts in your life, but you're looking at it and you're judging it by the wrapping paper, and you're saying, God, there's nothing good that can come come out of this. There's nothing good that I can take away from this. I can't grow. I can't learn. But God is calling some of you to open up the wrapping paper and tear past the mess, tear past the garbage, and get the gift that he has for you. Come on, anybody here thankful that we serve a God that works all things together for good? Jesus, a gift from God, came wrapped up in divorce. And what looked like And what looked like a scandal, he came wrapped up that way. And that's like a picture of Jesus' life. Jesus came out of Nazareth. People heard that he was from Nazareth. People said, what good can come out of Nazareth? They judged the book by its cover. Even the religious leaders, the people that knew the Torah, they knew the law, they memorized it. They looked at the literal word of God. And they crucified him. They killed him. Jesus came wrapped in Obscurity. Now I want us to take this first point and go a giant step further because Jesus, I want us to understand, as we go to the second point, you need to understand that Jesus is much more than a gift. He's a gift from God, but he's much more than a gift. And he came wrapped up in something that all of us can relate to. And what I'm fixing to say may be one of the most powerful statements or powerful truths of all time. And if it's true, which it is, it changes everything. And this statement is what makes Christmas, Christmas, the gospel, the gospel, and the birth of Jesus miraculous and amazing. And it's this. You ready? Jesus is God wrapped in flesh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus is God incarnate. You know, one of the titles given to Jesus in the scripture we read earlier was Emmanuel, which means God with <laughs> us. In other words, God didn't send someone random to redeem you. He came himself. An infinite God took the form and came as an infant. Think about that. You know, a while back, a couple weeks ago, we had a mini-series in our youth group called Christmas List, and we talked about having priorities and setting priorities in our life and living by our priorities and how God should be first and we had an exercise at the end of the small group discussion where we wrote down our top five priorities in life, from greatest to least. And one of the youth wrote down, he showed me afterward, it said, number one, God. Number two, Jesus. And number three, family. And he wrote down the rest of the list. And bless his heart, you know, I think that's awesome. That's the whole exercise. But I had to talk to him, because it's what we've taught in our youth group, and tell him, you're number one and you number two that you have on your list the same thing, because Jesus is God wrapped in the flesh. And that's what makes the gospel amazing and incredible and mind-boggling and mind-blowing, that God came into the world. Our Savior took on the form of an infant. He came into the because he loves you. See, the gospel is not about You getting to God, it's really about God coming to us. And whenever I told him that, you should have seen the awe and the wonder and the amazement in his eyes for him to think that a pure and a perfect and a holy and a God that's God all by himself, he doesn't really need us. He chose to come into the world. He took on flesh and bone. And honestly, that can be hard for us to wrap our mind around and grasp and understand, but it's the truth. Pastor Don read the scripture earlier. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 1 and 14 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14. And verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, the Creator became the creation. Jesus wasn't just a good man. Jesus is A God-man. He was 100% God and 100% man. He had to have come that way. He had to. Think about this. This is just talk about it for a minute. Unpack this because this is what makes Christmas just amazing. Jesus had to be 100% man because if Jesus wasn't 100% man when he came into the world, he wouldn't have been able to die. And if Jesus died and he wasn't 100% God, then the price that he paid wouldn't have been sufficient for your salvation. So when Jesus came into the world by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the Virgin Mary, it was the only way possible. He had to come that way in order to die, in order to fulfill the prophecy, in order to pay the price. Anybody thankful for that? We serve a God. We see this in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. The scripture says, because God's children are humans being, human beings made of flesh and blood, Jesus also became flesh and blood. And for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. And here's what makes Christmas so amazing, that God became a human. And because of the sacrifice and because of the price that he paid, because of the price that he paid, he paid the price. You've been saved. You've been made whole. And now death has no power over you. Death has no power. You don't have to be afraid of death and dying anymore because of what Jesus Christ has done. He came into the world. And here's what's so amazing. Here's what's so amazing that blows my mind about Jesus being God wrapped in the flesh. You ready? It's, be- it's because Jesus did that that we know And and the truth is, God understands you and he knows how you feel because Jesus became Jesus is God wrapped in the flesh. Think about it like this. If Jesus came into the world by just being plopped and dropped from heaven with no earthly parent, you know what me and you would probably say? We'd probably say, well, Jesus, like, he, he can't relate to me. He can't relate to my humanity. He can't relate to my flesh and what I'm wrapped up in. And if Jesus came into the world by just two earthly parents not by the power of the Holy Spirit, we'd probably say, well, Jesus, you know, He's just like you and me. What makes him so special? What makes him so different? No, Jesus had to come by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the Virgin Mary. And guess what? Because of that, God understands you, he gets you, and he knows how you feel. In other words, Jesus didn't just come to get you back. He came to get you. You serve a God that understands you. He knows your feelings. He knows what you're going through. He knows your struggles. He knows your trials. He knows your trouble. He knows everything. Why? Because Jesus is God, in the flesh. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 says it like this. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Somebody say all points. And what's amazing about that is this. Because Jesus came into the world like that, we can't tell God, God, you just don't know what it's like to be me. You can't say, God, you just don't know how I feel. Because God can respond back by saying, yes, I do. I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly what you're going through because I've been troubled. I've been tired. I've been under attack before. I know how you feel. And, in fact, Jesus went through more pain, suffering, anguish than any of us ever will go through in our life, I believe. He went through it because he loves you. He loves you. Think, okay, if you came in this place this morning, this is what's so powerful, and this is just, oh my goodness, this is what's so miraculous about the birth of Jesus. Maybe you walked in this place, and maybe you're saying to yourself, I just feel so alone. Does God see me right now? Jesus would f- respond back by saying, I know exactly how you feel. Maybe you're in this place, and you're saying, I feel so betrayed. Somebody's backstabbed me. Uh, people forgot about me. God would, J- Jesus would say, I know exactly how you feel. Maybe you feel discouraged or whatever. You just have all these feelings. Maybe you have this stress and these emotions and you're going through these struggles and different things. Jesus would say, no, I know how you feel because get this, Jesus didn't just take on our our sin. He became sin. For he who knew no sin became sin so that way we can become the righteousness of God. In other words, you need to know this, that your God is Emmanuel, God with you. He knows your struggles. He knows your temptations. He knows your trials. He overcame it. He overcame death. He overcame hell. He overcame the grave. And he doesn't want you to struggle all by yourself anymore. He wants you to know that he is with you. He knows how you feel. He understands you. He gets you like nobody else God knows your thoughts he knows how you're wired why because Jesus became Jesus is God wrapped in the flesh anybody thankful for that oh my goodness Haley you can come up this is a shorter message that just gets me fired Jesus is God wrapped the father sent this oh my goodness sent the son that's how much God loves you come on you can stand to your feet this Sunday morning Here's my closing thought. I want you to take away this holiday season. Jesus, the greatest gift ever given. Jesus, God, wrapped in flesh. This is what I want you to get. The greatest gift in your life isn't under the tree. He was hung on the tree. He was hung on the tree. And it's in the gift of Jesus. Hear me clearly. It's in the gift of Jesus Christ that you will find every other gift that you need in your life. Jesus is literally the gift that keeps on giving. That's why the scripture says, my God shall meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If you need the gift of peace, you can get it from the Prince of Peace. If you need the gift of hope, the gift of joy, the gift of love, It is all found in the greatest gift ever given to mankind, and his name is Jesus Christ. If you need the gift of salvation in your life, you don't have a relationship with God. You feel dead on the inside. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. He became like you so you can become like him, full of righteousness. And if you haven't accepted the free gift of salvation only found in Jesus Christ, not by your hard work, not by your religious routines and traditions and how hard you can hustle and grind and your effort and your energy. And you may say, okay, if I do this, if I do that, if I'm just good enough, then God will forgive me, God will love me, and I'll be saved. No, that's not how it works. It's only found in Jesus Christ, trusting in him, putting your faith in him, saying, Jesus, I've tried it my way long enough. I can't do this anymore, God. I need someone greater than me. I need to trust in you, Jesus with every head bowed every eye closed maybe you're watching online and maybe the Holy Spirit's moving on your heart right now And maybe you haven't accepted the free gift of salvation that can only be found in Jesus Christ you haven't started your relationship with God And maybe you have all these different things that you're going through Jesus wants you to know that he knows you and he fills you and he understands you and he knows exactly where you're at he knows exactly where you're at and all you have to do to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, repent of your sins, believe that Jesus is Lord, that he died and that he rose. Maybe you're in this place and you haven't started that relationship. I want to every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to repeat after me, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for all of my sins. I repent for all of my wrongs. Jesus, I believe that you are Lord. I believe that you died, and I believe that you rose. Thank you for loving me. I love you. In Jesus' name. Come on, If you accepted that gift this morning? You rededicated your heart to the Lord. Can you give him some praise? Now what I want us to do is this. I want us to sit and think about what was spoken, what was said this morning. The love of God. How much God loves you. He was willing to come into the Lord wrapped in flesh. And I want us to worship Him this morning and focus fully on Him. And you need to receive the gifts that He has for you this morning. Come on, every hand raised, whatever you feel comfortable doing in this moment, let's worship together. Come on, let's worship right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.